All right. Uh, looks like we're okay to get rolling here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and welcome to tonight's show. This is the Xbox Roundtable Podcast, show number 194. We talk about, well, a whole lot of stuff going on on the Xbox side of things, and a little bit more from around the game industry, you know, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo, even a little bit of Stadia occasionally here and there, um, and so on. I'm your host, Invader, and I'm excited to get into tonight's show. We certainly got, well, a few things to cover. Uh, 12 Minutes just released over, uh, well, what, a couple of days ago, and uh, we'll uh, talk about some of our impressions on the game. As well, there were some uh, Halo mode delays, Halo Infinite, uh, we will dive into that, get our opinions on all that matter, and a few other uh, topics for sure. However, first, let me introduce everybody on the panel tonight, and I will start with Eric Shockley, buddy. Uh, hey, how you been, bud? How's the uh, the move going for you? Yeah, just to, yeah, about to move in this week, but yeah, just making sure I uh, got everything packed up in order. Hoping they don't, the movers don't, you know, damage my uh, CRT <laughs> um, that I play all my retro consoles on. Because it's like, it's, I live in Indy, so it's, it's like hard to, uh, they're not as easy to come by as like if you live in some other parts of the U.S., like secondhand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so it's like. I'll definitely be watching them like a hawk as they're uh, like, hey, you need help with that? Because <laughs> they have to go down some stairs. And um, But yeah, other than that, I tried to get into some 12 minutes. Uh, uh, didn't get too much time into it. Um, but I got some of the gist of where I think people will get to later. People's uh, maybe some gripes with that. Uh, but other than that, I was trying to think if I was playing anything uh Anything else this week, like leading up to that? Oh, I did play the Tales of Arise uh, demo. Mm-hmm. Hyped for that. Definitely check that on Xbox. Check that out on the, the store, that demo. Really cool. Uh, gave me a lot of vibes uh, for anyone that's played uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake because you can switch in between like the characters. So it's it's pretty cool. So definitely check that out. Um, graphically, it looks pretty sick. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. check that out. It's definitely a looker. All right, I might have to uh, try that out. I mean, I'm going through 12 minutes as we speak. I put a few hours into that, but uh, yeah, yeah. Even though I'm eating through my backlog slowly but surely, I'll I'll have to give that a download. Uh, let's see, moving down the list here. MLD, buddy, what you saying, <laughs> brother? How you doing? Hey, hey, good to be here. Uh, it's gonna be a good, a good podcast, I'd say. Uh, right now, it's been a busy gaming week for me. Been trying to uh, plug away my backlog. Been I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey, starting to that. So I mean, it's a pretty good game, pretty massive. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna take me a while to play, but uh, otherwise, Xbox they're not making it easy for me to uh, do the backlog here. I mean, uh, they do they put Quake out there, so I actually spent the week uh, just going through Quake. I, I just beat that game this week. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. It's a '90s game. It aged. Uh, it aged a little poorly. I'm not gonna lie, but it, it was a nice little uh, nostalgia trip. And then, of course, uh, you got 12 minutes. I spent the week also playing that. Um, just recently beat it a few hours ago, so I'm looking forward to saying my non-spoiler impressions about the game. But uh, yeah, just definitely a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of games coming, and looking forward to Psychonauts two next week. Uh, Xbox is not making it easy for us. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, that's for sure, in the gaming scene. It's uh, 
And hey, that's uh, no complaints on my end. Certainly no complaints. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, somebody on the panel I should talk to about um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is Centurion. Hey, buddy, uh, you can give MLD some tips on that game, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I could give him some tips, but also we would need a little while. That game is so extensive. What did you think when the map opened up and you saw exactly what you're getting yourself into? Oh, I, I got to the part where like I just got command of uh, of, of the ship. Uh, oh, okay. So, oh, you haven't really. Oh my god. So the world just opened up to me. Well, the the funny part is it opens up like halfway, and then you got to progress through the game to basically get your boat onto the other side of the damn ocean. And oh my god, it opens up from there. And did you ever play Black Flag? Well, I did play Black Flag. Yes. Remember the pirate, uh, like the pirating of Black Flag, where you'd go around and like uh, uh, pretty much sink ships and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty. That's pretty much uh, what you're gonna end up getting into with the whole boat thing. And your boat, you're able to upgrade your boat as you upgrade your character too. Your your boat is like its own thing. So as you play the game, you can invest resources and other stuff that put a, like a better battering ram on the front of it and all sorts of stuff. Oh, I'll definitely do that because I actually had a lot of fun just ramming ships. I got the the, the achievement for it too, like just cleaving a ship in oh, half. Oh, you got one. You got to cleave one in half. That's always oh, a yeah. fun one. But wait <laughs> so, until you go on the ones that are uh, pretty much like the golden ones, where like won't get into it. But the guys eventually that like one like you got to go after. Some of these guys are uh, some pretty high level characters, and the ships will have gold emblems on them and. Those things you just don't ram into them and take them out in one blow. We'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. Got uh, work, work cut out for me then. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Otherwise, uh, Centurion, how's things at your end? I'm good, man. I've actually not been home for the past few days. I that's where I was like, damn, I missed the whole launch of Twelve Minutes. Um, finally, did knock Days Gone out of my backlog. I actually. No, I don't like go for like platinums or I'm not an achievement hunter, but I do try to play the game as best I can. I did do 100% of the hordes and all the storylines in that game. I didn't leave no stone unturned. It was actually a decent game. I had fun with it. Um, definitely a, a noteworthy experience. Um, and then I switched right back over to Xbox and hopped right in the death store. All right. Death store. Yeah, having a little fun with. I'm having some fun with that. I definitely uh, reminds me of a uh, God. What is it? Um, Link's Awakening. Oh, okay. All right, that's an interesting comparison. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it a bit, uh, you know, the past month or so on the show, but I haven't gone around to it. It would have been nice if it was on Game Pass, to be honest with you. It would be nice. Um, it's also good. It's kind of funny. Catch twenty. Not everything good has to be on game. Not everything has to be on Game Pass and. Also, um, a game like this, everybody would say, well, it needs Game Pass. It's good to see a game like this doesn't need Game Pass to actually get, uh, you know, some words and some mouths out there and some hype going for it. Um, so I would have to say, no, it's not exactly like Link's Awakening, but it's reminding me of it because, I mean, you find the objects, you, you're upgrading yourself. But, I mean, it's just a definitely just... God, there was times I almost was like going in a circle, but this is kind of like my first experience with like an indie game like this, and I'm actually having a great time. Right. Also, some some aggravating times because I'm having to like 
uh, figure out how to defeat some of these guys. And I'm a very impatient person. And the idea of like, man, I really do not want to have to swat that thing like 30 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that when you, when that whole talk, even though it's not in Game Pass, I feel like it still caught some buzz from Game Pass because the the reason why I kind of heard about it, other than you know people saying, "Hey, it's good, you should check it out," is that people were talking about it because they're like, "Oh, this is in Game Pass, right?" Because and it did feel like a game like, "Oh, did did Microsoft?" It just seemed like Microsoft was getting like all the indies in there. Um, and so many tweets and people were talking about and kept it going, um, you know, basically talking about, hey, I'm going to wait for this to come to Game Pass or people, you know, saying, you know, hey, you should just buy it, you know. So it felt like it kept just its name kept going and going because people were saying, you know, see, this is the this is what it was talking about. People aren't going to buy games. They're just going to wait for Game Pass. But in some sense, it kind of it's such a good game. And it was getting just word of mouth just mm-hmm. for people arguing about it. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I feel like it actually caught some. Uh, and it's on, I think it was on the. Uh, it was promoted by Xbox on their. Oh, yeah. Sale. It wasn't on sale, but it was. They were giving you like an extra, like, I think 5,000 Microsoft points or like, hey, check out. Some of them are on sale. Plus, if you buy this, we'll give you some rewards. Yeah, I, think so. it's, I think it sold like 100,000 copies without yeah. you know, being on Game Pass, which is pretty yeah. insane for mm-hmm. an indie developer. Yeah. 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 And for the record, guys, I'm not saying that it needs Game Pass. Any indie game necessarily needs to be on Xbox oh, Game yeah. Pass. I'm just saying because it was associated with doesn't. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was associated with, with Xbox, it, it was, was only coming out on there. Second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's probably what it was. People were... Um, that's weird that it was only on Game Pass, but or not Game Pass, but only on Xbox and PC, but it didn't come to Game Pass. That That is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, uh, I guess that's that's why I was kind of shocked because I just heard people oh talking about it. I was like oh, so this is a Game Pass, right? Because it's not on PlayStation. It seems everything's going there, especially indies. Mm-hmm. No, totally. You're absolutely right, my friend. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of love for it in the chat from the looks of it. Uh, great crowd tonight, by the way, guys. And uh, just so you guys know, uh, Tim Dog is kind of uh, hunkered down uh, in New York the, at the moment. The waves. Yeah, he's uh, fighting the uh, the waves. Apparently, there's a big storm that uh, rolled in on the East Coast over, like, what, Connecticut and uh, Long Island, New York, and all that. Uh, not sure if it's, like, a hurricane or a tropical storm right now, but uh, he's kind of hunkered down. I don't think he has electricity at the moment, so, uh, you know, uh, keep Tim in your prayers, I, I, I suppose. Actually, he sounds to be doing all right, just, uh, you know, he won't be with us tonight. But uh, don't worry, he'll be with us next week. And uh, I actually, uh, before we get into everything, fellas, um, we have a bit of an announcement to make. If you haven't been paying attention to our social media, next Sunday, August 29th, we'll be joined by 12 Minutes Game Director Luis Antonio. Uh, We can't wait to talk to Luis about uh, his game, and hopefully we can gain some more insight on the game's development he can share some stories with us, and, uh, you know, it's always nice to get the developer perspective on making these games, right? So, I think it's pretty cool, uh, and I'm just, yeah, really happy that he wants to talk with us, so, uh, you know, tune in next Sunday for that. It'll be a little later show, by the way, uh, 10.30 Eastern Time, so, you know, just be aware of that. Uh, we'll keep you posted for sure, but, uh, on that note, guys, we have, uh... 
Well, curious enough, just to make a segue into 12 Minutes, speaking of which, uh, let's talk about it, because it uh, came out a few days ago, uh, the 12 Minutes game, and it seems to be pretty well received. I mean, as far as I can tell, I've been seeing on social media, people seem to be raving about it. I know that it's not everybody's cup of tea, obviously, but people have been trying it out. Uh, It's certainly an interesting game with an intriguing plot. I've been playing it, as I've said, as I know a few others on the panel have. Uh, MLD, buddy, obviously you said you beat it earlier today. Uh, what are your impressions of uh, 12 Minutes so far? Well, uh, I mean, let, let, I mean, let's go from the top here. Uh, I, I guess I'm the kind of the kind of gamer that, um, that that the game is meant to appeal to by being on Game Pass. I probably wouldn't have played it if it wasn't, but I am so glad I did. Because uh, the game is definitely, uh, it's something unique. Like, it, it's not something I've ever played before. And I'm a sucker for these time loop, uh, Groundhog Day kind of games, you know, where you get to approach the same situation and, you know, do it differently, see what you've learned. And that's exactly what the game is. Uh, it's also part hidden object kind of game, where it's a small apartment, but everything that you could pick up, uh, random items, some items have uses, some, some don't. Uh, I mean, at least some have more uses than others. And it's just a matter of, well, I mean, I mean, let's just go through the main premise of the first of the first loop. Uh, you come home from work, uh, your wife greets you, you guys have some dessert. She announces that she's pregnant, and she gives you a gift of baby clothes. But before you can really celebrate, uh, a cop uh, rings on the door, breaks the door in, and accuses the wife of, of murdering her own father. And then asks about where th- where some watch is, and obviously she denies it. You'll know what's going on, and eventually, to get her a confession out of her, she strangles you, the husband who came home. And every time the cop gets at you, it, it loops back to when you just came home from work. So hence the twelve minute loop, and th- and that's pretty cool. And then from there, it's just about dialogue options open up. Um, you get to use things around the house to try and you know try and get things out of her. Yet you, you try and eventually prove that you're in a time loop, but she, she's obviously not believing you. So you gotta figure out ways to prove that all the time. Uh, there's a lot of just you can do some random stuff that have that have no impact on the story. Like oh, it's just I will say without spoiling anything, I will say you have to have some patience for it because I did get stuck at a certain point. Like I just quite didn't figure out the specific things you have to do to get the story moving. But once you do, it's very rewarding. And the story without, again, without spoiling, boy, does this story have a twist. Boy, does this story hit hard. So I, I feel like if you stick through it, it's gonna, yeah, it'll, it'll be worth it. Trust me. Now, my first playthrough was about five hours, uh, give or take. And I think I only and I only cracked one achievement throughout the whole time. So I think the game encourages you to play because there are multiple endings. So I, I will say that too. But so overall, though, I really enjoyed it. It's new. It's something unique. It's different. And again, I don't know how much it costs to buy it, but it's free. It's, it's with Game Pass, and it it was more than worth the time I put into it. And I'm, I'm glad I tried it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it's uh, roughly thirty dollars Canadian with tax. So you know, it, it's not. So, yeah, that were, yeah, yeah, not the most expensive oh, yeah, title, yeah. but it's yeah, yeah it's that right there. Size. It's mm-hmm. two months of Game Pass Ultimate right there, <laughs> and I played I played more than just that this month alone. So 
it's the value is definitely there. So I'm, I'm glad I tried it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I, I gotta, I'm gonna try and keep this as spoiler free as possible because I, I don't want to be that guy, right? Uh, I'm a few hours into it, and like you, uh, MLD, like I was kind of like stuck at one point, but it was funny. Uh, like I had my girlfriend over last night, and uh, I was like, right, let me show you the game that I've been talking about 12 minutes, and she was like, oh, why don't you try that? Oh, and why don't you try this? And why don't you uh, stab this? And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, uh. I was going to get to that, but eventually, as I, like, kept showing her stuff, she was getting so into it as well, just to see, like, what would happen and what kind of effects would happen, like, the ripple effect of, uh, you know, just changing, you know, just, like, little things, right? And it was just, like, it's really... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so interesting because you really feel like you're a part of this ongoing thriller, and you just get so consumed by it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, usually, um, I, I think the guy really planned for all the contingencies because the I, I, in the games like this, the one thing that would take me out of the immersion is if the same lines were repeated over and over again. But when I did things a little bit different and you try and carry that over into the next one, the dialogue is different. It's 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 slightly different, but it's different enough to know that that you are making a difference that like, you know, there are changes happening. The game's just not reusing the same voice lines over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So it's that attention to detail that I really stuck, stuck uh, out to me and really helped with the, uh, the immersion I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was interesting. Like how, like the, again, the dialogue, like once you do certain things, the dialogue opens up uh, more too. Or even just, like, you keep going with a certain set of dialogue and then, you know, one thing pops up and it changes instantly. Like, I couldn't believe it. I had done... I did one thing differently and it just opened up a huge, like, just an enormous, like, you know, it's like a, a light bulb moment. It's like, oh my gosh, and then I can go and try this and I can try and do that. I mean, for such a, like, a small game, again, you're confined to this apartment. There's only what two rooms there's a closet or sorry three rooms i guess and a closet um yeah. you you wouldn't think that there's much to this game at first but it's it's surprising it's surprising again guys i'm not saying that this is a blockbuster title by any means uh no sir however it's just it's a very engaging story i'm not saying it's going to be for everybody but if you if you're really into thrillers if you're really into just like kind of mind twisting kind of titles and just kind of uh screwing around with the environment oh this is up your alley for sure um it's just it's clever how they go about things like uh iron mike is saying in the chat uh i just I'm having fun exploring and just like screwing around with the environment and uh, indirectly the characters too. It's just funny. Uh, what did you think of the voice acting, MLD? Uh, I mean, to me, it seemed like you know first rate. To be honest with you, I'm honestly I look forward to asking uh, next week actually, like how he got uh, McAvoy and uh, and the Defoe to to be voice actors in this game. And I think uh, the girl she's from, she's the the lead from Star Wars movie, the the new Star Wars ones, right? Yeah, Daisy Ridley. That's correct. That's right. Yeah, that's her name. That's her name. I I, I got to ask him how he how he roped them in because uh, I think Defoe was uh, I think he was the, the one that stood out the most because I don't know his voice is just very it's very unique his voice mm -hmm. 
So I mean, I, I re that really uh, gave uh, the cop uh, a lot more personality, I'd say. But the oh, obviously the voice acting was top notch. I'd say it was it was believable. It's not like those you know those it's not like those games where you know it, it was all phoned in. Like these are people who like oh they really you can you can tell they put emotion into this. It feels believable, which is exactly for a game of this small scale and, and it's pushing the story. You, you got to have good voice acting, and at least in this regard. It's top notch, and the voice actors again, like uh, again, like they're, they're top notch too. So, very impressive, very impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as the indie gamer uh, just posted, I think it had a lot to do uh, with Annapurna. But I would still love to know if, uh, like you said, when we talk to uh, Luis next week, if he had any say as to like what like actors like maybe I don't know if he suggested anybody or if there was like you know a few of them uh and Annapurna was like oh hey you know we we're talking to so and so and uh, they were interested in doing this project what do you think and so on I'd actually love to know if there was any other actors or actresses uh that may have been a part of this uh title um but I think so far actually I'm probably I'm probably more impressed by Daisy Ridley right now than anybody else just because like I don't know, maybe it's the accent, but, like, it just, she's she does a really good job. She does a really good job of pulling everything off. And Willem Dafoe is uh, fantastic. And, again, there's only three characters, but, yeah, James McAvoy does a really good job, too. And I'm only, I don't even know. I, I probably only have, haven't have uh, scratched the surface of the game just yet. Um, Now, uh, MLD, uh, going over to you again, because, again, you're the one who's uh, played the game here besides myself. What'd you think of the controls? Oh, um, yeah, they seemed okay enough. I mean, basically, you move the cursor around, and uh, you press A to either move there or mm -hmm. to interact. Yeah. And um, the controls could have been a little more smooth. I mean, sometimes I had to struggle with grabbing an item from my inventory and either either combining it, or um, or maybe just. Uh, dragging an item and inter and making it interact with something in the apartment. But again, but this is like the littlest nitpicks, I'd say. I mean, one, once you picked up the uh, the controls, you get used to it. You adapt. They don't change on you. That just is what it is. Sometimes you're at the edge of the closet. Maybe you're in the closet or you're in some kind of room and you want to go into the other room. But you end up lock opening the sorry closing the door instead. But th again, these were really rare times. Eventually, you just know where to click specifically in which area to get the result you want. But overall, though, yeah, I do. I think the control scheme was pretty unique. Again, like you know, isometric style. You know, move the cursor over, press A to interact. It's again, that's it's why I'm linking this a lot to the hidden object kind of genres, hmm. which again, it's not my forte. Like I don't play those games, but so which is why it really stood out to me because again this genre is it's 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 i don't play it too often but i'm again i'm glad I, I i did the controls were pretty good once you got used to them yeah you see that's just one thing that i'm just kind of um i don't want to say nitpicking but i would say what my criticism would be is that this is i would say that it's more meant for like a a point and click kind of uh like more i don't want to say more of a pc but it seems to be like you'd be more comfortable doing it with like a like a mouse kind of a thing, whereas with the controller it can be a little 
off at times like when i'm go- like when i'm trying to uh move the stick over to certain doorways and you know the cursor and so on and i'm trying to get the character to go into a doorway like doorway like let's say the the washroom and it just uh, you know the guy closes the door instead of going in and so on so it mm-hmm. like again i'm i'm not saying it, like it's it's terrible by any means but like it is a little cumbersome in the way that sometimes the characters can interact with objects or like the doors and so on so i don't know it would it would have been nice to see um maybe having them clean that up a little bit but i don't know otherwise i mean the game i mean it's a simple game but at the same time just with the amount of stuff that can happen in the game is pretty wild i mean I'm, I don't think that this is much of a spoiler uh, to any of you guys, but since you know that the game is uh, 12 minutes, there's going to be a lot of dying <laughs> from your character in the game. Uh, let's just say there's going to be a lot of experimenting, to say the least. So uh, the character that you control, the guy, he's um, <laughs> expendable, to say the least. It might as well have just been titled the, the Expendable Game. So. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to anyone watching, uh, I tried... A lot of ways to stab the cop. It does not go over very well. He overpowers you pretty easily. You gotta be a little more creative. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's basically Agent Forty Seven. Actually, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Actually, yeah, I much. guess I guess I should stop trying to stab him because this isn't working. I tried to hide, like in the little closet. I'm like, cool. He might have his back turned. Okay, I'll get him here. But you know, I should think it's. It's not going to be that easy. They're not going to let you just like stab them from the back. So oh, I'm sorry, Shockley. Uh, I, I, you, you played a little bit of it, right? I played like ten minutes of it, <laughs> just oh. to the point where like not he's going cold. in and clocking me in the mouth, and I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I can get the mm-hmm. jump on him. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's not working. You need to find something else. <laughs> Eventually, like if you die enough trying to stab him, he actually warped back to the beginning, and he, he ends up saying to himself, um, "Oh, I, 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 he's a, he's a strong guy. I can't fight him head on." It's like the game's trying to suddenly tell you do something different. Like it's not working. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I mean, you have to you have to use critical thinking and. It's interesting too because again you're you're dealing with an environment. It's not like uh, you're in a big house even. You're just in a tiny apartment, and you only have so many rooms that you can go into. There's only so many objects that mm-hmm. you can really interact with. But I tell you guys, there were so many moments where I was like. Because it let okay, uh, again, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there was a moment where I tried doing something differently, and then the characters the dialogue changed, and it, it, it well, a new dialogue came up, and then it was like the, the character said something and suggested something. I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me! I had no idea that that area was there, or and I just I went to go look and I'm like oh my god why didn't I look there why didn't I look there and I was just like kicking myself because I I had sworn that I had looked around the entire apartment I and I had seen like every nook and cranny so you're going to feel stupid in a lot of ways when you're playing this game but in in a good way in a good way 
Um, Shockley, I know you only spent 10 minutes with it, but uh, did anything like, you know, like really catch your eye? Like whether it be art style, acting? Uh... Uh, I did notice, was that the floor from The Shining? The floor when you're walking Oh, in the main lobby. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. Similar, I'd say. I was like, this This looks like that floor. I could swear that it is. But, um, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, it's definitely kind of like a point and it's like a point and click, like choose mm -hmm. your own adventure in a sense. Um, but you kind of have to solve the puzzle, kind of like in a Groundhog, you know, way or Majora's Mask, things like that, where you have to, like, you eventually get through it and kind of, you don't have it like a, I mean, there is kind of like a, a time frame as far as I noticed, like I only have a certain amount. I think it's like, actually someone timed it and I think they said it's actually like 10 minutes and not 12. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but uh, that's what I had been hearing. But um, so you have, you have a little bit of time to like figure out the room. Okay, what haven't I tried to do first or whatever I, you know, you start going through like the room and finding new things and interacting before like that guy first comes in so you start to get more dialogue so it's just more just you're digging and then you you know if you die you loop back now you know more about okay this is what happened this time if i did that so you just get more knowledge as it goes along so you just kind of have to have patience with it from what i'm hearing because i think uh hope law that i follow <laughs> he said it's zero out of ten is what he gave it he's like if i could give it a negative score i would <laughs> what uh, really yeah yeah that's where i was like dang so like it's really polarizing people like really either really like it or like they really hate it but i think it's like 80 i think it's like 83 or 85 on metacritic last time i looked but check right now overall it's it's definitely higher rating than some of the past game past entries so overall people are liking it but i did see there is some polarizing uh um, and he's definitely one that I would think, you know, he's, you know, he's pretty partial. So <laughs> I was like, damn. Let's see. It's 78 on uh, X on Series X and 79 on PC. So okay, overall, so it's a pretty good a game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I, I took a browse at the Metacritic, but like, it's kind of all over the place at the moment, especially with the, uh, like the user reviews and I don't know. Just like again, I don't think that this is gonna be a game for you know everybody. It's gonna fill a. Someone certain... in the chat said negative four out of ten is my score. <laughs> Ooh, oh, other zinc. Really, really. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but like, uh, if you're being honest, I'll understand. It's not your cup of tea. Like, you know, uh, I get it. Um, I'm intrigued. I need to finish it this week before I interview. <laughs> I, will, I will say you need a little bit of patience because I almost everyone will hit a wall, and it's up to you whether you want to, you know, see it through or just like say, "Hey, it's not for me." But hey, there's nothing wrong with that either. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But it's just a matter of how you, what you do when you hit that wall, that you, you'll know what to do next. So yeah, I'll, I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, again, uh, I, I was interested in this game since it first got announced, and that was, I think, going back to, like, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. 
but yeah, I, I mean, I genuinely like thrillers. And then, like for the last couple of months, I was seeing some of the new promotions for it, some of the new artwork with Annapurna putting out that poster that said, "Oh, you know, it, like comparing it to like The Shining and uh, you know a, a few other movies, like just with you know how the the story is kind of structured." And oh, I just it, I'm enjoying it. I'll admit, I kind of hit a, a wall after the first couple of hours, but then. Yeah, you know, I got into it. You know, I, I, it's just, it's a cool game. It's a cool little game. Again, this isn't a big AAA title by any means, but it's, it's doing some cool things, and it's very experimentive. And I, I would actually like to see like some spin on like some other types of games, like, or some other creators like taking on this kind of a game too, this game style, and like just, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Uh, Centurion, I know you haven't. Uh, gone a chance to uh touch it yet but uh so far what are like i don't know what are your impressions of the game have you seen like any uh streams or gameplay from it uh what, what do you think of it so far um what do i think i will be truthful i haven't watched any streams i'm always one of those people that are always worried if i watch anything i'm gonna see something that's gonna ruin the experience for me uh but what i have seen uh from the trailers um, and the stuff that I've watched when it came to developer videos, um, I guess it kind of intrigued me and just the whole idea of why is this person stuck in a 12 minute loop? I've got to know why. And to me, it's also, I guess, the challenge of figuring out the puzzle of getting the, the person through the experience. Um, and then when I heard William Defoe was in it, oh my God, dude, freaking William Defoe, we're talking you know, um, on Boondock Saints, uh, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire played the Green Goblin. Um, I mean, he's actually really an honest, he's a very awesome actor. And so when I heard that William Defoe was doing uh, a voice for the game, I just had to check it out. Mm -hmm. And like MLD said, he's a very recognizable voice. Um... Right, right. I'll be absolutely, I've been checking, I... It did not dawn on me today uh, that, what was her name, Daisy Riddler? Daisy Ridley, yeah. Yeah, Daisy Ridley, sorry, Daisy Ridley. I'm bad with names. <laughs> um, so I know, <laughs> right? Think of uh, Metroid Prime, and uh, there you go. Uh, so um, I completely did not realize that was her. Like, I mean, no offense to her. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Like I said, I'm just horrible with names. William Defoe for me, though, I mean... I, I'd say one of those iconic moments is because everybody's talking about police. He's playing a police officer in the game, I guess. I heard someone talk about that. Wait, is sorry. That General MLD yeah. said? Did Jim Rell D say that he's like voicing uh, a police officer? That's at least the setup, yeah. He's yes, yes. Well, I just, did anybody here see the, the Boondock Saints when he was the police officer and he is just like the most dramatic thing walking in the police department. He goes out in the street and starts shooting shots in the air. I've like, I mean, he is a very charismatic, charismatic actor. And I mean, I have to play this game just for that sheer effect alone. But back on the Daisy, I didn't even dawn on me that she was in the game. Oh yeah, like uh, her voice is so different. Even McAvoy's voice is a little di different. I wouldn't have. Uh, I think they're doing American accents. Yeah, I wouldn't have known it was them unless yeah, I, mean, uh, I read their names. Whereas Willem Dafoe, you can, yeah. Oh, you could spot you that. can't hide it's, his it's like, voice. It's like Christopher Walken. Like, it's like, yeah. you hear it, you know it. It's like... 
Dude, it blows it blows my mind. I watch enough stuff on actors on how some uh British uh British actors that normally sp- speak with a British accent in the middle of the interview they're like stop with your British accent and they stop and they go totally what they call American, no accent whatsoever, and it completely throws you off. You actually it, it blows my mind on how just um somebody chooses to speak even though they know multiple ways of speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually works that way where British actors can do American accents perfectly and American accents or American actors can't do British accents. Well, for me, life. it threw me off watching some of the actors of The Walking Dead, the original cast of The Walking Dead. Um, a lot of the actors were like British. And when they came out of character and they went full British, you're like, wait, wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, MLD, I'll swing this back to you. Is would you consider this? I mean, since you uh, beat it earlier, would you say that this is like a must-have title to try? Like, would you suggest this to a lot of people who are into uh, like heavily narrative-based uh, games? It's definitely a must-try. Um, must play if you're a Game Pass subscriber. And uh, I mean, if you're st- if you're just looking for something unique to play, that's not really uh, you know that's that's out of your comfort zone. Yes, it's a, I, I'd say it's definitely something uh, worth looking at. So uh, yeah, no, well, I mean that's pretty that's pretty much it. I mean, again, Game Pass subscriber wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, non Game Pass subscriber, uh, maybe wait for it to be on sale for thirty dollars. It may be a little too much upfront for some people if it's not maybe their thing. So uh, I can understand if people would wait, but no, oh, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth trying if you think you, you know, if you think it's up your alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I'll have to agree with you on that. Again, I'm only a, a, maybe three four hours into it, but it's it's fun. I like it. It's up my alley, and I would just encourage anybody who, again, likes some experimental games, some thrillers. Uh, mysteries and so on, uh, strong narrative games, hey, give it a shot. If you got Game Pass, give it a shot. But even for, like, again, 30 bucks, it's not too bad. I, I would say it's worth it from what I played. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, watch a few uh, videos of it. Uh, obviously, we're talking some pretty good things about it. And, uh, hey, you know what? If you're even more interested in it in it than that catch our show next week when we talk to the game director at 12 minutes it's going to be a good show i have a good feeling about it and uh, louise seems like a really really cool fella so uh yeah definitely catch us next week uh it's a i look forward to playing it uh hopefully beating the game in the next couple of days if i have the time but uh we'll see but uh moving on guys to another bit of news and we just had the quick con this weekend now, last week we discussed some rumors that were swirling and popping up around the event. Well, we got an announcement. Uh, well, actually a couple, but we got an announcement for uh, Quake Remastered, an updated version of the original with a whole bunch of uh, new add-ons and some other stuff. Shockley, buddy, uh, what do you think about the uh, Quake Remaster? Uh, was this a nice uh, little surprise? Yeah, it's definitely... Uh... I was it was nice to see those skins because I never I don't think I I'd played some of the Unreal games, but uh, I don't I don't believe I played Quake back on the back in that 
I think what it was like the PS2 era. <laughs> um, I didn't have my PC. Knew a lot of friends that uh, had a, you know, would bring all their PCs over to each other's house and play Counter-Strike and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't big Quake back then, but it's cool to see it there now, uh, similar to how they brought uh, Doom 64 and remastered that. Um, so definitely going to check that out, especially because I think that's what going into Game Pass Day 1 too, um, since it's a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool to check out. Um I don't see a problem with it going to other platforms. It's again kind of like legacy content. Um, I would now. I'm pretty sure the next, like actual, you know, next gen modern like Quake, um, more than likely be exclusive. So putting legacy co- uh, content makes sense uh, to kind of build up the uh, the base or the hype just to see you know who's still interested. Um, and then kind of like moving on to some of the other announcements with the uh uh what was it skyrim <laughs> re-releasing for i don't mm-hmm. know what how many times this is now but uh <laughs> yeah. anniversary edition it is kind of odd um the cool thing is that um game pass game pass members and people that actually already own a copy of like the remastered version um are getting the next gen upgrade so you know, you can either just stick with that or Game Pass right now. Really, the only extra, like, bonus, it seems, is kind of, like, some of the uh, just extra, like, I think it was extra mod or content, just extra stuff from the uh, community that's being put creation into it. Club. Yeah, creation yeah, club, that's yeah. Creation Club's uh, content. Um, so I, I don't even know if that's worth any of that. So, I mean, at least you're getting the next-gen upgrade. They're actually, they're not, you know... It's not just the remastered version and then nothing else. So they're actually still putting work into that. So that's cool. That part's uh, supposed to be free. Um, and just trying to see what else was in the. Uh, checked out some of the Death Loop. Death Loop was looking pretty good. Um, gave they gave a little bit more detail, like on the uh, characters that kind of have their, you know, like mm-hmm. more um, individuality. So definitely check that out. But hopefully we'll see that. Hopefully that hits its target this year, so we see it next year. Um, so it seems like everything's getting either pushed back, as we'll get to later, um, or delayed. Um, but other than that, cool to see Quake and see that like returning. You know, before you know, recent talks, <laughs> you would have mm-hmm. thought that was just kind of like a dead IP. I know they had like talk about it like like mid this gen, and that didn't seem to go you know anywhere from when they first kind of like hey we're bringing back quake and then i don't even remember what happened if they did a uh, somewhat version or something or they just announced they're making maybe one from whatever i remember so it just seems like we haven't had that game in forever so um it'd be cool to see that coming back since we're probably never going to get an unreal game again uh Mm. since unreal is going to be just making Fortnite for the rest of its life (laughs) um yeah so the space is there so but yeah, mm-hmm. it seems to be pretty good. Right, right. Yeah, no, lots of uh, nice little announcements here at QuakeCon. Uh, just, again, touching on uh, the Quake remaster. It comes with uh, all the expansions, including a, a brand new one created by Machine Games. Uh, there's going to be mod support, cross-play. And it just, overall, it seems like a nice package. As you said, Shockley, it's... 
all across different consoles, whether it be Nintendo Switch, um, PlayStation, PlayStation 4, 5, I believe, as well, and of course, Xbox. And hey, dropping, uh, what was it, day one there, as soon as it got announced into Game Pass, that was pretty classy. Uh, but we also got Quake 2 and Quake 3 Arena also added to Game Pass. I'm pretty sure that's just for the PC, if I'm not mistaken, the PC Game Pass. I could be mistaken. Is the 360 That's version? Right. That one's still not backwards compatible, is it? Oh, yeah, Quake 4. Yeah. I was, I was looking forward to that one, but I don't know. Uh, hopefully that comes eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, MLD, you were saying that you had... Uh, did you actually, like, play through and beat Quake as soon as it got announced? I, I did. I also played that this week. Now, granted, yeah, there's I, I only beat the base game, like the one that shipped, like the, there's four episodes that shipped mm-hmm. with the base game back in the 90s. There's all these other expansions. Uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't play that. I, I think I'm done with Quake 1. I mean, because again, the gameplay was cool, but it, I don't think it aged as well as, say, the original Doom and Doom 2 did, like the pixelated ver- versions of Doom. I'd say that has aged better. But I even tried the multiplayer, too. The multiplayer is pretty chaotic, but basically, long story short, first one to get the rocket launcher wins. <laughs> Let's just say that. Mm. But, uh, oh, yeah, if, if, definitely, if it is up your alley, though, there's, like, overall, what, five? Um, what, you got the base game. You got at least four expansions on top of that. So, there, I mean, the base game took me, what, about eh, four hours to beat every level, every episode of four episodes. Um Levels were like uh, 10 minutes long or around that, more or less. So uh, I beat the game in five hours, the base game. So it, it was mm-hmm. fun. But if, if you want to play more, you got those episodes. So I will say I am waiting. Hopefully they can bring Quake 2 and 3 to console sometime soon because I am looking forward to just uh, blazing through those as well. And hopefully Quake 4 again sometime in the future. But it is nice to know that, you know, because, you know, Game Pass, first-party games, they, when they're there, they're there. They never leave. So it's nice to see that Quake now has a permanent home, and will get you know it will be discovered by you know by younger younger gamers and you know gamers that maybe missed out back in the day. So it is nice that they're you know increasing the value aspect with this you know franchise and bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing too uh, that you uh, bring up, MLD, is that a lot of people. I mean, Quake used to be a really big name back in the day, like. Uh, late uh, 90s early thousands and they just kind of eh, i want to say just kind of uh dropped off to say the least and it really deserves uh some more attention i'm not saying i was the biggest quake fan but like i remember when quake was really big and uh yeah you know now that it has well a home with xbox and uh, people can discover it on game pass where it's just you know, again easy access I mean, it's kind of nice that people just have that availability to try this uh, treasured classic. So, and like you said, lots of content. Actually, I even think for an add-on, uh, I could be mistaken. Did I see the N64 version of the game there? Like, oh yeah, like uh, the, it was. It was yeah, it was weird. You had the op- I I didn't do it, but you yeah. had the option to download it. Yeah, that's as right. Well, yeah, it's a bit. It was a bit tweaked, a little bit different, but yeah, it gave you that option, which yeah, that, that, that was pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that somebody posted. It. I was like, oh yeah, that's the N sixty four version. No way. Hmm. Yeah, I just found that kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, again, I'm all like, I really like that Xbox puts all their first party stuff into Game Pass. Again, not trying to advertise for Game Pass, but 
I, I just, I really do think that that's pretty fantastic, uh, being able just to try everything out there. Um, Deathloop, yeah, Shockley touched on Deathloop as well. There was a bit of a deep dive into the multiplayer, which, yeah, and a, bit, a little bit of talk about the characters too, as he said. Um, is anybody interested here in picking up Deathloop? I know it's uh, got a year-timed exclusivity with PlayStation. It comes out... Uh, September 14th, if I'm not mistaken. So a, a few weeks from now, I don't think there's going to be any more delays. Um, I, I actually, I, I think that this is a really cool title. I, I, I actually really want to play this. Uh, anybody else here interested in it? I'll bite on that and say I am. Mm-hmm. I am. When it comes to Xbox, uh, I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, MLD is going to pick wait. it up for PlayStation and check it out. I'm very curious on this game. I don't know. I'm curious. I like to get used out of my PlayStation, check it out, see, you know, what all the hype is about. I mean, I enjoy playing Godfall. A lot of people want to have that in discussion on exactly, you know, Godfall not really being a great game, but I had a a blast playing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We had a discussion when we were playing uh, Vermintide the other night, right, about uh, Godfall. And yeah, I mean, it looks like a visually it looks like a pretty cool game. Uh, visually great game. Um, I compared it to Destiny. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of eye candy, but neither, no flavor. And but luckily, um, with a new update, I got to get it. Godfall just got its first DLC, and a lot of the reviews I'm getting are, or that I'm seeing are that this is basically the flavor to all that eye candy. They're finally really starting to put some content into the game. Um, the, the main, like the, one of the guys, one of the characters that was actually in, uh, I guess you could say like, it's like a room that you go into before you even start missions in Godfall. And Mm -hmm. there's a character in there who actually had no rhyme or reason to this room. Really? He just kind of stood around and like filled space. And now they're using him to actually be like a shopkeeper or a merchant now. So they're definitely starting to implement things into the game to uh kind of further i'm kind of i'm curious on if it's ever going to go anywhere other than playstation mm-hmm. no it's uh it's time exclusive right isn't it supposed to be up sometime this year i don't know we're technically uh let me see so te- the game came out about we'll just say around december time i've not heard any words about it going anywhere um I definitely think that there'd be a lot if you're in a hack and slash uh definitely godfall completely for me it worked but I'm also not like normal people. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'll we'll keep an eye out for it if it ever uh you know comes to Xbox mm-hmm. which hopefully should be later this year hopefully. Yeah. See what the fuck going on. Yeah, we'll get some news on that for sure. Uh, but yeah, Deathloop looks cool. The multiplayer kind of caught my eye. I think it's, I think I'm gonna wait, uh, like MLD, for it to come on to Xbox. You know, Game Pass, obviously. But again, I fault nobody for uh, wanting to play it on PlayStation. Like, if you're really, really uh, jamming to play it, then by all means, go for it. It, it does look like a cool game. I'm and... intrigued by the storyline. I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch some videos on it before. I'm not gonna like go out and get it day one. I'm definitely going to watch um, for watch videos on it to see what the story is about. And I'm just going to be absolutely blunt. Look, come on. The game's going to come out roughly around, um, I believe, Black... Is it come out in October? Or did they delay it again? No, it's September. September, I so, believe. So all I'm going to say is we got Black Friday coming up, which I guarantee you the game would be about 40 bucks. 
I'll just there you go. Oh, so like if you just wait till wait till November. That's what I mean. I'm gonna watch some video. I'm gonna wait till about November. Watch some videos on it, um, uh, because like no offense to anybody, but man, it, it's an all multiplayer game. I just want to sit back and also make sure it works. Kind of thing. Oh yeah, there'll probably be some, a, a patch or two in the meantime. So yeah, I think it'll benefit you to wait. Yeah, so that that's why I'm gonna at least wait till November, watch some videos on it, see if it's work. Because I'm intrigued by the the story. Like when I was watching the developer video talking about how uh, technically it's this, like how like there's how one character has one shot and the other character has three lives, and it just seems very like a very very interesting concept of a game. And I just want to kind of know more about it. Oh yeah, it definitely has some Dishonored vibes though, which is which is pretty cool. Considering I don't think we're gonna see another Dishonored game anytime soon, so this is a nice uh, nice substitute. But with obviously with a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree mm-hmm. on that. And uh, yeah, because Arcane they they definitely do some uh, very experimental stuff. I mean, you look at the stuff that they did with Prey as well. Um, talented studio. Certainly a talented studio there. Um, and then we had, yeah, yeah, uh, we had, uh, as uh, Shockley touched on earlier as well, Skyrim gun announcement with the uh, Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Again, uh, <laughs> you know, Skyrim is just one of those titles that you're probably always going to see some kind of update for every couple of years uh, with all the DLC and enhancements and so on. But there was a bit of a confusion, I guess you could say, uh, for this edition because they were putting out something where, you know, everybody who either has the game or has Xbox Game Pass gets like the uh, all the enhanced stuff. But then with the anniversary edition, uh, you know, you get like what the mod you're basically paying for what the mod support and like like a couple of other goodies, if I'm not mistaken. So there was a bit of confusion there, I know. But uh, I don't know. Are any of you guys interested in picking up uh, Skyrim anniversary? Uh, me, no, I, I played it. I played it uh, pretty good. I played it how I wanted to play it. Uh, I'm not uh, the kind of guy who would keep rebuying it. Again, I'm not, not uh, bashing those who are, who are, there are some who are really invested in the game. So, Hey, more power to you. And, uh, well, the RI and the one thing that I think we didn't talk about before, the one feature that makes, uh, like, let, 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 let me put it this way. The one thing that people do in Zelda games oh. that, uh, Fishing, <laughs> yeah, the fishing. That, yeah, who? I don't know how. I don't know how they're gonna. How deep they're gonna make that mechanic? If they're gonna introduce all these different types of fish into the game, but I feel like it's things like that that makes gamers go crazy in open world games. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what it is, but the idea of fishing in an open world game just makes gamers just go just want to play it. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how popular the fishing aspect is. I'll be honest, I mean, I, I did play Skyrim back when it first came out. It's It's been a while. I, I really enjoyed the game, but I could have sworn fishing was already in there. <laughs> Honestly, when people were saying fishing was getting added, I was like, oh, okay. But it, it's been a while for me, but uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, But overall, guys, I mean, again, this is the first QuakeCon uh, with, like, Xbox, like, kind of, you know, overseeing it and uh overall i mean you know pretty successful i would say you know the quake remaster uh, a couple of other things like yeah i thought it was pretty cool 
And it's nice to see that Xbox, like, has, like, a few more events, right? Like, you know, QuakeCon, again, it's, like, is all Xbox properties, right? So it's nice to see them getting, uh, being able to spread out some announcements over time rather than just like E3. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it overall. And it seems like a few other people did in the chat too, guys. Again, great to see you guys here. If you guys, uh, you know, are enjoying the show, hey, share it out and uh, share it over, over your favorite social media platform. And uh, just get the, the word that we're live right now. All right, and I think on that note, guys, we will uh, we're gonna move over from QuakeCon news to uh, well, I'll say it's a pretty hot topic of discussion over the last couple of days, and uh, mm -hmm. judging by the title, uh, <laughs> you know, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. And uh, in a developer update, uh, 343 Industries confirmed that it's delayed two modes in order to meet the game's deadline, these modes being Forge and Campaign Co-op. Uh, Co-op is getting bumped to Season 2, and Forge seems to be bumped to Season 3, for what I'm to understand. Now, needless to say, it's been a bit uh, polarizing to sections of the Halo fanbase. Obviously, we've touched on... Well, we, we've touched on delays a little bit, like we were kind of thinking about, you know, a few things maybe getting delayed uh, on previous episodes... You know, there's many, many sides to this, right? And I, I totally understand all, you know, aspects of the uh, Halo fan base and community here. But uh, Centurion, buddy, I'll, I'll hit you up uh, with this one first. Uh, what do you think about uh, Forge and Co-op getting delayed? Well, okay. Wow. I see when I don't know how to really feel because when i read the article i'm gonna be absolutely blunt and honest um i did not use forge very heavily uh back in the day at least the people i played with when i would sit around and craft multiplayer maps and stuff like that uh nobody ever wanted to play them so i never wasted my time too much into them no i'm not saying that it is a waste of time i just personally never had anybody that would want to play them Mm -hmm. Um, and then when it comes to the co-op though, like I remember lots and lots of co-op multiplayer, I mean, going around at least on halo three and collecting the skulls, um, playing, um, halo five with some friends, um, on the co-op. So that was kind of a little bit of a shock to me. Is it going to deter me from getting the game? No, that's where. I never really looked forward to, I never enjoy playing uh, games like that with friends to begin with. Generally, when I play them co-op, it's to kind of mess around or help somebody get through the game that doesn't care about the story. But for me, when I'm looking for that meat and potatoes moment where I'm really enjoying the story, I'll flip my Xbox on Do Not Disturb or offline. You guys won't even know I'll exist. And I'm going to sit down and really get into this story. And that's where, for me... Um, the co-op thing only matters to moments when I'm going to be kind of just screwing around with the game, which is why I feel completely unaffected by this situation. But I look out on Twitter. I see there's plenty of examples of people out there all talking about how they don't get to sit down with their significant others, loved ones, kids, uh, best friends, um, all sorts of people not able to play co-op experiences that they were looking forward to, which is where um, this is definitely it is what it is. This is definitely a miss for Halo and 343. 
Um, I'm going to be blunt. Does three four three need to be replaced? No. But when you kind of drop the ball, you need to be called out on it. At my job, when I drop the ball, I mean, I've made a mistake sometimes. I'll be I'll be up front. There was a mistake I once cost my job $2,000 in the matter of an hour. Screwed up that bad. $2,000 in the hole, gone. Oof. And, and, and I mean, like, I've had to walk up and, and eat moments like that. Do I deserve to lose my job? No. But I definitely deserve the, the reprimanding that came with that because I should have I paid better attention, realized that something was wrong. But that's where we live and learn. And definitely I feel that 343 has done a, a lot of learning. They've definitely kind of – they've righted the ship in my opinion. They've done a good job of at least making us feel a lot more comfortable with this being a Halo experience we're all going to enjoy. Uh, but it is very un unfortunate and regrettable though that definitely um, the co-op experience for sure – in my opinion, is the big one. The Forge one is definitely for the hardcore, um, but definitely uh, not exactly a good thing for this whole experience. Because, I mean, the co-op was probably something that a lot of people were really looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of the guys want to chime in here, uh, but I would like to add that, uh, I mean, Forge, Forge is something that I don't think, uh, like, the majority of people who play Halo are going to, like, test out, but Forge definitely... Have any of us touched Forge? I'll I... let you finish, though. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, no, I, I have. I, I, I'll admit oh, I, okay. I have screwed around with it a bit. Am I a big Forge guy? No. I will totally admit that. Uh, but I, I like screwing around with it, and I've had a lot of fun in custom games and just seeing, like... It, like the. Like, that's where it thrives, all those custom games with Forge. Um, it is a smaller segment of the Halo fan base, for sure, but, I mean, it's still... It's definitely a bit of a sizable one, though, within the community itself. Um, and they're very passionate about it. And I think it's grown as the different iterations of Halo have, as time has gone on, with each iteration of Halo. It's... Um, and I would say that, like, you know, as I'm saying that, like, campaign co-op, like, or just co-op in general, I think affects maybe a larger proportion of people, since that has been included in, well, the majority of Halo games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I can understand, like, this is, uh, you know, it's kind of dividing. I understand. Uh, I, I want to play Halo Infinite as soon as it comes out. It sounds like they're sticking to the end of the year release window from the sounds of it uh they still haven't given us a release date uh it would be nice if they gave us that at gamescom but uh still no word on that yet but i mean you know it's it's a bummer it's definitely a bummer not just one mode but like two features that will be left from day one um yeah eric why, why don't you share your thoughts with us i know you you have a few uh, points you'd like to make on this yeah, I think I, I think it's definitely warranted. Uh, any anybody, you know, definitely let your voice be heard. Your give them, you know, criticism, whether you want it delayed, not delayed. Um, maybe a little delay it, like you want. That's totally fine. Uh, the only thing that was kind of just like rubbing me the wrong way was the like constant like, and people were just using it as kind of like 
a weapon. <laughs> they saw blood in the water and would just, you know, for whatever reason, just like lash out and just, you know, call 343 trash, they're garbage. Um, like they're not, you know, talented or this what's what, you know, what happens with Game Pass. But I'm just, but, and the only reason I brought up uh, like The Last of Us in it is that mm. some of those same people are the same people you can go back to that Naughty Dog tweet when they, uh, five months before Last of Us 2 original release date was supposed to announce, or was supposed to drop, uh, February 2020 is when it was officially supposed to drop, but five months before that, they told us, hey, that multiplayer, the factions that we promised, you know, multiplayer that's been in all of our games since Uncharted 2, uh, it was in last of us one and remastered uh with that factions which was really loved they knew they had a big fan base around it and they were asked about it in 2018 and promised it was coming um and they knew that wasn't going to be ready uh, for 2020 kind of like in the same situation like yeah that's not going to be ready uh, and in the same instance three four or three is going to you know they're making the tough decision um, that they don't take lightly and like, hey, we're going to release this game and a few months later, you know, eventually Forge will come or, you know, co-op after 90 days. You know, we're going to nail down what we think is the, at least, you know, something we can live with as far as a complete single player story, a complete multiplayer full of content, uh, more content than any other Halo before it. Um, and in the same breath, you had, you know, Naughty Dog, uh, take the the factions and delay that because they want to put more into it, make it its own standalone thing. So they know it's popular. So it's not just like mm -hmm. people are saying that was just a bonus mode. No one plays Last of Us for multiplayer. Obviously, they've seen the numbers and they know <laughs> they're putting so much more resources into it. It's been two years since that announcement. Two years. So it's going to be by the time it releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, next spring, we haven't heard a word on it since that announcement mm -hmm. two years ago, um, almost to the dot. And so it's pr if we haven't heard even a word of how it's going, it's probably not dropping before its anniversary, two-year anniversary of Last of Us 2. Um, so it, it's taking, there's putting out a lot of extra time into it. So was that game unfinished? It was a promised mode that all their games for the past, you know, almost a, a decade had multiplayer. And they stripped it. You didn't get factions too, but everybody was okay with it then. They weren't called the you know the naughty god uh, naughty gods as they're called. weren't you know called everybody literally. If you can go back to that tweet, almost everybody <laughs> is saying mm -hmm. yeah, it's totally fine with that's we're cool. That's totally okay. So that's the only thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's as big as what people say. Like especially with Forge, like. Forge uh, came delayed a few months on Halo 5. I I don't think I heard a peep. And I think it's more so the co-op. If it, the co-op part was coming day one, I don't think this would even be that big of an issue. So I don't think, you know, Forge is the real kicker. It's just being added to it. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't see – I don't think it's the right decision to delay it, you know, 90 days to get the co-op in there. Um, because I understand people aren't going to have that launch, and I, and I get it. It's a, it's a tough break, and I'm not saying give your money. Then you know, yeah, make vote with your wallet. 
don't give your money day one. Mm-hmm. Wait the 90 days. Um, I mean, people are saying, hey, how do I avoid spoilers? I'm sorry. Uh, there will be spoilers probably weeks leading up to that game. You're not going to avoid them, period. You're going to see them regardless. That's, you better just be off social media. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I would say, you know, maybe uh, play it, you know, run through the campaign. It's a, and it's, This is a different game, like, in the sense that it's an open world and there's going to be so much more content. You might, you know, it's a different, it's not like the other Halo games where you're just going through a linear path, you know, small corridors. Um, you're going to actually want to explore a lot more and because you can do, you know, go off and you're off in one direction. And so I don't think it's going to hurt you to play through it once, you know, through the campaign to, you know, as a single player story, unless you just hate single player games. Is Like, is that <laughs> if that's the case? And if anything, you know what I uh, with the first everybody was like, hey, that's how I got into Halo was the co-op. Yeah. And how many times did you replay that? Did you just play it once and you're like, man, that's what got me into Halo and I only replayed the campaign once and co-op? No, you, especially Halo CE, I played that a crap ton. Didn't play Halo 2 co-op because that co-op to me sucked <laughs> because mm-hmm. the, they totally changed the respawn. They changed the respawn. The whole point of, about it is like a lot of us, the majority, uh, I would say probably can't beat the game on Legendary Solo by themselves, especially with the Jackals. Um, but that's the cool aspect of it. Hey, I can at least get some of that legendary taste, you know, because uh, I can beat a legendary with co-op. Well, well, they flip that in Halo 2, whereas if one of you dies, you both wipe. So it makes it it just makes it, it harder. If anything, I have to worry about not just me dying or but one of the jackals taking out two targets. <laughs> so it's like they have two twice the uh, chance taking you out. Right. So if anything, it completely ruined the co-op. I put in thousands of hours in the first CE uh, Halo or Combat Evolved co-op, put zero hours into a Halo 2. But they had that, you know, all these extra multiplayer modes that weren't in the first one. So no one, you know, people had small gripes, so they don't really care. I, don't, I think 90 days, it'll be there. I mean, if it's not, then, then you know, definitely scream from the mountaintops. And if the content on day one isn't rock solid it has to be mm-hmm. that part they have to lock down if that's what they need to you know make sure that's you know crisp you know everything's buttoned up and this is a solid first player uh you know single player story it works their whole how they're gonna get the whole open world aspect of it to work if they just nail that i saw some of the they did show some footage you could see uh, just in the background i think they were probably testing out the co-op it kind of looked or yeah for setups there uh, but that kind of seemed cool with them just traversing you can hit the grapple on the ground to like boost you in the air that kind of seemed cool um so if they nail and there's a ton of content they're giving in this multiplayer as well people are totally missing that so if they nailed if these are two both rock solid and this is you know a high 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 80s you know 90 plus metacritic and you have to just wait 90 days for co-op i think that's the right decision i mean that makes sense they can't miss two holidays with the next gen i get most of them are sold out but just it's the optics of it you think the optics are bad of just them missing the co-op no optics would be worse if you know the halo 2 or halo infinite just completely misses two holiday seasons that's 
to me worst. Well, then I would just to add on to that shock. Uh, I think you bring up a very good point with that. However, like I'll say that you know they were originally intending to launch it last year, and it just kind of makes me wonder what content was ready then, right? So I think the content was ready, like as you kind of posted mm. with the you know I think it was just in a different scope of how that game was going to play and how the multi or the the single player was going to work, where it was kind of not well connected. Where it seems like if that dev post is true mm. it seems like when staten kate took over he was like wait this is just kind of open and everywhere halo still kind of needs hey you need to still progress in a way this isn't like skyrim where you play for you know ten thousand hours and <laughs> and never beat the story like i did <laughs> so like they want they still want you to go through the story in a sense you know, hit certain points. Mm -hmm. And apparently when he came in, it was, they were going to release a game. It just may have not been the Halo game that we uh, wanted. Kind of like Halo 5 wasn't the Halo game that we all wanted, even though that game was polished mm -hmm. and it was, that was an outstanding game. It yeah. was just story-wise that kind of fell flat. Yes. And that's where people were pissed. If that story nailed, that, that game is a high 90s and, maybe one game of the year if that story was you know nailed down everything else about it was great it was a great looker and the multiplayer was pretty solid i will say that yeah i did post that in our little dm there the uh reddit comment i mean like again who knows with uh, these anonymous comments it's really hard to say the one thing that i will say though and i do agree with this because i've always thought about joe staten like this he'll rein them in as soon as he took over like i, I kind of like figured that like you know he would have control over uh you know what goes on uh, you know the studio and just the overall arching story and how the game was because that's his baby you know like he he made halo he helped made halo what it is and you know if he saw some some things that he didn't like well you know either you know rework this or back to the drawing board with a few other things because when i saw them uh Again, when they showed a little bit of a cinematic this past summer for Halo Infinite, I'm like, you know what? That's a Joe Staten thing. I, I totally think that like he oversaw that uh, that cinematic right there. It just seemed like he had his touch on it. And everybody knows Joe uh, Joe Staten's uh, storytelling. He has like it has a certain like feel to it the way that he does it. Um, man, like again, guys, I'm not a developer. I know that a few developers listen to the show as well. It's, you know, I don't want to, like, I, I definitely don't want to get down on 343 because I think that there's been enough of that going on around different forums and social media and so on. I'd rather not uh, jam, like, rude comments down their throat. But, I mean, you know, some criticism could go their way because... I would like to be consistent and keep consistent with some things that I've said before on the show. And, you know, that, you know, I, I didn't want to repeat of Halo 5 when Forge got launched like two months later. Like, ultimately, I mean, like, I'm a, I'm have a few different minds with this uh, delay, but ultimately it just, it doesn't look great. 
announcing this when the game's going to come out in about, I mean, we presume two, three months from now. And again, they delay Forge again. And, you know, fans just thought that 343 would make better on some things and that this version of Halo would be a little more complete this time around. Like, I mean, you'll have to admit, guys, like 343 sort of does have a track record of leaving out some staple things. I think in Halo 4 Theater was added in later on, which, okay, I mean, that, that that's fair. You know, they, they tried some new things with Spartan Op and so on. Uh, Halo 5, uh, Forge was left out, and they had to go back to the drawing board with a few things such as emblems, and now we're getting, again, Forge pushed back, like, way back from the looks of it. Uh, each season's supposed to be, like, three months, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so we're talking about Forge maybe, like, nine months out, mm -hmm. eight to nine months out, so, I mean, that is a long wait. Yeah. Um... You know, and there there is a, there is a Forge community out there, guys. I mean, there's there's sites and communities dedicated to Forge, so I, I do have to take that into account. I know not everybody's a Forge guy, but I I do have to stick, I do have to sort of stick up for the Forge guys. That being said, that being said, um, if the package that we're getting in November or whenever the game comes out later this year. If it's a rock solid campaign, super polished, that you know that you know the majority of us like, and what we expect it to be, if the multiplayer has all kinds of modes and uh, like some new stuff, like for all you know, we could get invasion. If uh, we have like I don't know, they haven't talked about firefight. If firefight's in there, I will be thrilled to bits. You know, enough stuff to keep us busy. Obviously. Uh, big team battles is going to be in there uh if they have a lot of maps they haven't talked about how many maps we'll be getting yet if they have enough content there at launch to keep us busy then it's not as bad i'll admit like i won't be complaining like it's it's again it's not so much me complaining but i, I don't think that a lot of people will mind just as long as the content is there and i think one issue too guys is that like, again, 343 has been very silent on a lot of things, so I, I really do hope that, like, for Gamescom, they show us a little bit more campaign. We get to hear about uh, more flight testing for Halo Infinite multiplayer and just get some more details on what exactly we will be getting at launch. So, I mean, that's just, that's just my thoughts. Uh, MLD, what do you uh, think about this whole delay thing? Well, a uh, lot of thoughts uh, going around my head. Hopefully, uh, I, I can communicate them well enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, uh, okay, let, let's go from the top here. Forge, uh, I think we all agree it's more of a niche uh, thing that people use, but the ones that do, do use it are very creative, very passionate. It's essential for uh, the long-term uh, uh, life of the game, like, you know, custom games, uh, stuff like that. But if this game's going to be supported for years down the road, I think that waiting the what six eight months, uh, I think in the end it won't be a it won't be a deal breaker ultimately. And I think I, I have a feeling that Forge is is more ambitious than many of us realize. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to take things up a notch from Halo Five with what well, I mean, let's just say what programmable AI because now that now that bots are in the game. They might in integrate that into Forge as well. So there's a lot more possibilities to work with. 
So I think it, when we do hear about Forge, it's going to blow us away. But I think that there's more than enough content to keep us busy until it does come out. So Forge isn't that big of a deal, you know, long term, considering that this is going to be a game supported for many years. Now, co-op. I personally, I co-op every Halo game uh, once. Mm. Like Halo 5, I co-opted it with like, a th we did like a four-player online co-op. So, I mean, I do, I definitely have, uh, I, I got a buddy that wanted to play with me for Infinite. And he's, he, he's obviously, he, he's a little bit, he's bummed out too. But I always plan to play Halo Infinite single player, like, like play it on my own pace, get immersed. Um, yeah, play it how I want to play it. And the plan was always to return later with co-op. Because in my, in my opinion, co-op has always been a thing to mess around with friends. It's not really about the game, about the story. It's about just, you know, messing around, having a good time and just creating memories with, with your friends. And I think overall, yeah, people will have to wait three months to play it. That's not that big a thing. But a lot of people, they want to play it off the bat. So I'm, t I'm trying to take myself out of my own perspective here and think about those people that play co-op um, day one. So for them, yeah, I, I, it is what it is. But um, I don't think that's reason enough to delay the entire package because mm. the, meat, the meat of the game has always been campaign and especially multiplayer. PvP is where the vast majority of Halo players spend their time. Mm. And for based on the technical tests, the multiplayer gameplay looks pretty solid. Like, like they solved the, the sprint debate. That's, <laughs> I didn't think that would happen, but they somehow did it. So, so I mean, the gameplay looks uh, solid. Uh, the campaign, the story, I mean, yeah, my, my biggest complaint with Halo 5 was the uh, story direction. Mm -hmm. I think it could have been a little bit better, uh, the writing, whatever. But from what we're seeing with the cutscenes, they they learned their lessons. Like, um, you know, Chief isn't talking as much. It's all about that less is more. You know, how he's like, you know, flying, how he's flying through space, like being careful with handling the dead marine bodies. Yeah. It's like things like that, where the atmosphere tells the story rather than Chief's actual words. So it seems like, I, I, I'm almost completely certain the story will be better. So in my opinion, the multiplayer gameplay is, 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 is not divisive anymore. There's no loot boxes. The campaign, it's more open world and ambitious. The story is almost completely going to be better. So I feel like that's, those are the reasons to keep the game on track for this holiday season. If those if those uh, were, were busted, then we got a problem on our hands. Then I, I would seriously consider delaying the game. But I also read that Reddit post. Mm. I think Staten coming on was the best thing that could have happened if he he saw the campaign and he righted like and uh, he righted the ship, like he he did his tweaks, he shuffled some things around. I mean, I I don't, I don't know if this uh, Reddit post was like completely accurate, but even even just speculating the idea that he comes in. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Halo's his baby. Like any changes he made are for the better. That much we, I think we can all agree on that. So overall, though, I think the, mo the, the main negative from, from all this is that I think the delayed co-op and Forge, I guess it just shattered the illusion that Halo, um, the Halo was what it was you know it, it was making a, a grand comeback. Like the 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 Craig days are, are behind <laughs> us. That. The game was like gonna really launch like perfect, and now it won't launch perfect. But I think 
people will emotions are high G gamers on the internet they will type in the first emotional response that comes to their head i feel like in a month from now i feel like a lot of tempers will be cooled down people will adjust people will adapt and um i i think overall people will, will realize it is what it is it's not ideal but a proper campaign and multiplayer being there day one, if it's rock solid, I think that's really all we could Halo fans could really, really want. Is that because Halo 4, the general consensus was that the single player was great, the multiplayer wasn't. Halo 5, it was the multiplayer was great, but the single player wasn't. This might be the first Halo game under 343 that nails them both. And if that mm -hmm. means we gotta wait three months for co-op, I'd say that's a price uh, I would personally gladly pay because. I think that's the, the the one thing that 343 really needs to do as a studio. They, they just have a tr they just have trouble meeting deadlines. But if they could nail what's in the game, the, the core game, if that they finally nail that formula, uh, it, it's still worth playing this holiday. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to play it. So uh, that, that's yeah. my take. And I and I love that, like when people were saying like, yeah, COVID. What if, uh, you know, COVID shouldn't matter. You know, what about all those other years where they didn't have COVID? Well, this game's probably only been in development for just a, f a few years because they were building up that uh, slip slice engine uh, that they're using now. So I don't know how much of that split of six years because they did have a lot of content after five. So who knows actually how much of that time was in development. Oh, yeah. But you have to look at it. Uh, Sony just delayed three games. Like we haven't even mm -hmm. seen a glimpse of... Uh, God of War that they said was supposed to be on track this year that got pushed a whole nother year uh, GT7 how long does it take them to make a GT game? I don't but that's going back another year <laughs> Same thing with horizon horizons gonna hit five years since the last one um, So like everything's getting pushed back ghostwire Tokyo death loop got pushed back a few months like everything is getting delayed like it's like, we haven't heard about Crossfire X. Remedy's pretty much mm -hmm. probably delayed that. That's probably not coming this year. And it was supposed to drop last December. So it's not... So people thinking, like, their guard, like 343 is completely incompetent and can't make a game to save their life. Like, that notion is just, like, batshit crazy to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, they, they are trying to make, like, one of the most... Like, they're actually trying to give us the vision that Halo CE was. Like when you were dropped on that ring and you were like, whoa, I'm on this giant ring when you it was, you know, much smaller maps when you especially when you go back to it, you know, in today's day. Um, but they're trying to bring that whole vision to fruition. Like you're on this giant ring and they were that's their goal with this is over, you know, the 10 years. They're going to keep building and building out that ring where you're going to have this massive thing <laughs> to, to explore and go around. So they're actually like trying to switch it up and not just make it, hey, you're just in this super linear, you know, first person shooter like all the others have been. So they're trying to do something and change it up um, as well as trying to find the middle ground between more of the old, you know, guard and the new guard with the Halo crowd trying to bring mill, you know, uh, uh, meld both of those together. So they're they're trying to they're fighting a lot a lot of different wars here. <laughs> so, I mean, if they nail both of those things, and it all we're talking about is a forge tool, which they're saying is supposed to be way more advanced than just mm -hmm. some map editor that you know that we've had before, 
And if they nail down that four-person co-op, that's going to be able to be, you know, saving correctly. That's their, I guess, where it's kind of buggy right now, apparently, is getting that all to work. But not because everybody was like, well, in, you know, Borderlands or some other games, you could do co-op. So I don't see how they can't do it. Well, they're also trying to give you a challenge. So they don't want to just... It, someone made the comparison with Diablo. No, Diablo, I, okay, I'm dead. I can go respawn. I'm not like, but that's not how they want it to work in Halo. You don't want to just like, hey, I died. I'm just going to go respawn over here. No, you want your person to, you still want your team to wipe eventually. Like, hey, if three of, your, three of us went down and there's still one of us left, I don't want just the rest of my team to respawn immediately. That that will take out any challenge. <laughs> They want you to be able to, what's far enough for me to get away from, like, danger to where I can actually respawn my team. So that's where they were kind of trying to get that nailed down and that not to be buggy and to work the way they want it to. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, if they nail down these two things, that's going to be huge because it's going to be something fresh that we, you know, and that's, <laughs> we don't say those words. Uh very often with Halo in like Gears, like bringing it back something fresh to the franchise. Like if they nail down these two things and all we're talking about is just a 90 day wait for co-op and then just 90 more days just for the tool editor, like there's going to be so much content in the multiplayer space and so much of a player base. It's going to be free to play. You're going to have so many people jumping on that that don't want to spend the money on Battlefield to buy a $70 multiplayer only game um, or, you know, caught for that matter. Cause they don't want to play Halo, uh, world war two again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're going to want a huge crowd jumping into this. I was already want to jump in Shockley and say that even missing co-op and forge, we're still getting the blockbuster game of the year. And that's up against, like you said, we got battlefield 2048 with the removal of the multiplayer campaign. Oh, look, you can't co-op there. There's not. Well, you can't co-op a campaign because there is no campaign. Uh, let's see. Look, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, yeah, I feel bad for anybody who didn't want to go back to World War II. That blew my mind. Uh, that really blew my mind. Um, I mean, the whole community has, like, fundamentally all got together and said, please do something modern, no more World War II. And they're like, well, we did you World War II again. Wow. Okay, cool. So I, I'm just saying that we're still getting the blockbuster game of the year, even though it's lacking these issues. And I'm also saying I didn't see as many news articles and people um, huffing and puffing about um, t- the removal of the campaign in 2048 as more people are talking about the removal of co-op in Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, no. Which one's worse? Completely stripping out the entire multiplayer of Last of Us 2 or just a 90-day wait? Because they're not even committing that you're getting that factions multiplayer. Oh, dude, I think if you bought be... if you bought Last of Us two, they're not. Hey, no one's saying that. I'll say like right now. Let's put let's put like money. We don't on even it. We'll know if it's going to hit the two year pool. mark. It might be three years. I'm. Like, we should start a pool on that on how many people really think that they're trying to charge you ten dollars for uh, director's cuts. They already you already know that they love charging money for stuff. You know damn well you're going to get that little notice. It's like, hey, would you like factions on your game? Twenty nine ninety nine. 
or something like that, or they're just going to charge you for it. And I I will completely chuckle at that. And that's where I'm not as many, if you're going to let one game pass, you need to let another game. It's like the whole idea of like being fair and equal. Um, They didn't come out with factions. This isn't coming out with co-op. Um, I feel like that's a much smaller, minute problem than the fact that, like Shockley said, this is an entire multiplayer missing versus a mode missing. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's I think there's a legitimate now a culture difference between a PlayStation fan and an Xbox fan. We we almost expect there to be multiplayer in our first party games, whereas they they view multiplayer as like a eh, eh, if it's there, it's there. No big deal. Like, yeah, like it's, it's weird. So, mm-hmm. and, and seeing them have that defense on online, it's just, it's just very confusing. So it's like, what? So, so you admit openly that multiplayer means nothing to you. Then, then why are you complaining about Halo, a game that you don't intend to play? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And I think I MLD think made the, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. I'll just jump in quickly. Shockley. Um, I think MLD makes a, a solid point too. It's just that uh, because MLD had made the point that uh, again, Xbox is known for having again campaign and solid multiplayer with a lot of their big titles, uh, and really to encapsulate Halo. Halo, it's it, again people are used to just having these traditional packages of campaign multiplayer and then halo over the years has added on even more to that such as firefight uh which is an offshoot of uh i guess multiplayer i guess you could say um theater mode forge mode it's a fantastic package all rolled into one and halo infinite is going for more a well for better or for worse a more service-based service-oriented games as a service uh title and i just i don't think a lot of people are are either aware of that or you know are just prepared for that uh, transition uh you know for again for better or for worse um it's it's just different it's different nowadays how they're approaching the game development and as you guys said too it's uh the slip space engine it's a completely different engine and you know games again they uh they take time uh go ahead shockley continue with what you were saying uh no um i i mean i think both naughty dog and 343 are making the right decision that they both made for each other but you know, I was just trying to call out that part that I saw. Um, but yeah, I mean, I that was trying to I lost my train of thought there for a second. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. It's just I, I just I get it. It like if it's not ready for you to like drop the money down, totally that is totally your decision. Um, like I I dropped a. Uh, money down on the returnal and they didn't even and finally get the you're supposed to have these like uh when other people died um you were supposed Mm -hmm. to be able to fight a boss that like killed them and get like certain drops and stuff they never got that working until like after a couple months i'd already beat the game by that point so i never even got to experience the point that they promised was there at launch not to mention wasn't working for quite a few people to even like open doors and shit. Uh, so it's like, 
I don't know. I just feel like they're being held to the reason they're being held to the standard is that they are using this IP, which is, you know, second to like some Nintendo IP. And uh, Microsoft hasn't had many AAA first party games. That's not really a fault of Halo. That's more of a fault on them investing in first party. Yeah. Over the, like th- that's why you kind of get passes in the sense like, hey, God of War, we never even saw it. And you guys sold us on it to buy the PS5. And then you, you never even saw a, a CG trailer or something just to understand like what you're kind of going for. You know, get a sense of the art direction like or the style that you're going with. Nothing other than a logo. Like, but the reason why they get a pass on that is because of that stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's just, I, th- I think it's just hilarious that they get called out in such a way that, you know, others don't. Like even GT, uh, GT Sport it was, you know, $60 and it lacked a ton of content. It was not, a, it was like close to, you know, in a sense, it, it nailed down the multiplayer part that they were going for. That was the whole reason to even buy that game and it was rock solid on that but it was lacking a ton of content kind of like the old you know gt5 prologues where they were just like a shell of a game couldn't even have offline saves and they sold it for 60 dollars. <laughs> so it's just like stuff like that all right uh sorry i'll just add on uh quickly here guys one away dragons tv in the chat with this five dollar super chat thank you very much pal this is the first halo on the cloud xbox one series x s and pc that's a lot of work the campaign is the most important and the multiplayer is what matters and i think he brings up a good point guys uh one that i'd want to make is that again you're seeing a cross-generational game on several different types of hardware with different types of scaling it's hard you know it's hard work i i I certainly get that i'm not a game developer but uh you know there's a lot of different resources going into this and uh, trying to make everything work at once and if there's a lot of changes being made uh, over the past year or so with uh, joe's involvement and other personnel then i can see why they may have had a uh you know, a tighter focus on campaign and multiplayer as opposed to, well, you know, other parts of the package. That, that would make sense, I suppose. Uh, I'm not sure who wanted to chime in there. Go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, it wasn't me, but I mean, I'll, I'll just say, um, I mean, I mean, let's have an example here. You got Ratchet and Clank, a great game. I'm not, I'm not knocking the game, but it was only made for one platform. And uh, let's see, it's a single player game. You can beat it in 10 hours and, and that's it. This is a game that has a single player aspect, but also a multiplayer one. So now you got to rely on server, server stability. And it's also on, uh, it's also cross-gen. It's also on cloud. You, you, you got to factor in all the scaling, like uh, all, all this stuff. All the, and it's going to be free to play. So you're going to get a massive influx day one that you have to prepare for. There's just a lot of things behind the scenes that 343 has to do that other developers just don't do at all. And I think people don't give 343 enough credit for that, of what they're trying to accomplish. A lot of games these days, you're lucky if they even have a multiplayer component. It's either multiplayer only or single player only. Never mind things like co-op and a map editor. Halo is a very rare gem where it's trying to do so much in one package. Hmm. So it's it's just it's just again it's a rarity these days and 343 
Yeah, I, yeah, they, they they stumbled here and there to make make the deadlines, but people got to give credit where it's due. What they are attempting to accomplish requires a lot of back end planning. I so, yeah, just to add on MLD. I will say though, it is pretty. I mean, we talk about. I mean, this is three four three's baby, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, one thing that I will mention is that I mean they have a lot of other developers working on this too. Uh, Spearsoft, uh, Skybox Labs. I think even the Initiative in some form is helping out with the game. And I think there's another studio. It's uh, it's eluding me at the moment. Oh, Certain Affinity. Um, like I would say that judging by the history with some of those studios, Certain Affinity is probably helping with uh, multiplayer maps and modes. Because uh, they, they have in uh, previous iterations of Halo as well. Uh, Skybox Lab. I want to say they're working on Forge solely, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can correct me in the chat. But th this game, I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, this is a, a huge undertaking um, by Xbox's Halo title. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in here. Um... Uh, you know, I, I do, like, kind of wonder about how, you know, this game was kind of managed, and I would like to question some of the more senior guys at the top, like, kind of, like, how, again, things were being managed. I mean, obviously, we saw last year uh, Chris Lee leaving, uh, Joe Staten coming in, but... Uh, I don't know, I'd just be curious to hear about, like, afterwards, you know, some of the stuff that was going on in 343. I mean, again, I, 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 I'm I, being positive, guys. I, I, I really do like the way that the game is shaping up, and I really hope that they show more. I just, I don't know, there's some things I'm just kind of wondering about if there's some stuff going on behind this. Love scene. that it's being compared to uh, Cyberpunk and Anthem. Well... Games that were completely, <laughs> especially Anthem, I had that day one. That game was a shell, completely lacking content, mm -hmm. any direction of like what you're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. um, and just buggy freaking mess. Like that's not even. I love that. I think it was the Red Dragon. He kind of made that post of like, a, you know, comparing it to those. Oh god. So that itself is a, a what about ism. <laughs> and then I made the comment, uh, you know. Hey, it worked out for Last of Us 2. No one even talks about factions anymore up until, you know, this past <laughs> week. Um, but then he made the, you know, like, I can't believe, you know, people are talking about, uh, you know, comparing it to Last of Us 2. It's not even a comparison. You know, you know, hashtag whataboutism. I'm like, we have no idea. tweet was a whataboutism comparing it to Anthem, which is a, doesn't even make sense, the comparison. You know, and we don't even know. Sure, mm -hmm. if it releases completely broken, you are valid in that. We don't know that. We all we can assume is that they made that decision because they feel like they can nail down what they have mm -hmm. and release the stuff that's, you know, not working right now. Release it not broken. They could just package it in there and it'd be a buggy mess like Anthem was when you tried to link up with people. Yeah, they could just do that. That would be a good Anthem comparison. But they're not doing that. They're making sure what they are releasing is rock solid, like Staten was saying. He was, yeah. Otherwise, they that's what can give you – because I think some people are saying, well, then you know, we don't even know what quality this part of the game is going to be. And I'm like, well, I think it's fair to assume this part's going to be probably you know, pretty good lockdown quality because if it wasn't, then there doesn't make sense for them to not just throw uh, the co-op in there because, mm -hmm. hey, it's on Game Pass – Hey, if it's buggy a little bit, just like Master Chief Collection was, 
and you know people get over it and we'll patch it and it'll it'll be okay after a couple months they could totally just do that and some people just like when i was playing returnal some people have a horrible time some people be okay and probably not have an issue Mm -hmm. they could totally do that but they're making the point of saying hey we're going to release what's working rock solid now and we're going to leave out these two things just factions a tool to make things <laughs> and co-op just campaign co-op you can still get you can still play multiplayer split screen you can still have your parties like old times you know link up whatever you want to do and make a land party whatever you want to do but i don't i definitely think you, people have to give them the props if they nail down these two things and it's like they really bring halo back in the multiplayer and the uh single player is a new fresh experience and people say they're garbage after that just because the like, co-op's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to reevaluate like what <laughs> don't talk about games anymore because that's not your forte. Right. Um, right. <laughs> like that would be a ridiculous statement. Not only if they nail both of those things down, hey, given the landscape, it might win game of the year. So they'd be p- pissed if they uh-huh. saw three four three get a game of the year or not, or <laughs> you know, a win. Because right now there's not much else. Yeah. Other than Resident Evil Village, that's about it. Don't don't you dare say Returnal over that because I played Returnal. If you know now, given this could be a buggy mess too, we'll find out. But if it isn't, mm-hmm. Returnal was missing content they promised and just didn't even work day one. For a couple weeks, they would patch and patch, and then that would erase my run. Oh, I remember <laughs> because that. they like that was a fiasco. They would like hey. Don't uh, uh, we just released that patch? Don't don't down, don't download it. It's gonna wipe your shit. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, they had like four or five oh, patches. Man. Like it was ridiculous. So, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna say no on that one. Maybe that store will win. Maybe this will be an <laughs> indie year. But yeah, and from what I'm hearing, it's great. But yeah, that's yeah, last. that's Two right. <laughs> no, no, you no. Hey, indies are having a strong showing this year for sure, and indie games continue to impress me by far uh, with the amount of creativity that go into them, uh, despite the manpower. But uh, yeah, guys, I mean, Halo Infinite. I'm obviously really excited for this title, regardless. Um, I hope we see some stuff uh, in the in the coming week at Gamescom, just to like you know kind of offset things you know some of these delays um just to you know again see you know some little tidbits what's going on but um you know i'm either way i'm looking forward to it and you you gotta give 343 a chance here i think and uh with regards to forge i mean i think that this forge is gonna be a huge upgrade from some of the things that i've been hearing i mean again i'm not gonna like spoil anything but i i've looked at some of the leaks and uh yeah, just say, let's just say that uh, if things become true, it's uh, things look uh, pretty good, pretty good and on the upside to say the least. Um, does anybody else have anything else to say uh, before we move on? Hmm. I'll take that as a no. Those leak, those leaks you were talking about, are those the leaks that people keep trying to spam me on Twitter? I don't know what people have been spamming you on Twitter, to be honest with you, but uh, I've, uh, I, I mean, guys, you know me, I, I won't say anything, even in our DM, I won't, like, utter a thing about leaks, because that's not fair to anybody, and I wouldn't do that, but, um, 
let's just say that, uh, you know, there's some things to be hopeful about MLD. I, I, you know, some things that um, you may approve of. I'll just put it like that. Oh, sounds good to me. But, okay. But again, I, I, I just, I won't give any more details because that just wouldn't be fair. But uh, guys, I think on that note, we're going to end things off. And uh, I got to say, really, really good show tonight, fellas. We had a really good chat. Um you know, we certainly had a great discussion, you know, talking about QuakeCon, uh, our impressions of 12 minutes, and of course, uh, the latest Halo Infinite uh, news with the delays and whatnot. Um, and of course, I have to give a huge shout out to everyone that joined us tonight. Thank you, guys. Uh, you know who you are, all the guys in the chat. We really appreciate you guys sticking with us, uh, listening, to us to, to, sorry, listening to us banter about games and whatnot and uh, yeah just appreciated by the txr crew overall if you guys happen to really enjoy the show hey consider leaving a like subbing to the channel and sharing this out across social media that would be uh greatly helpful and with all that said let's get to the show outros and i will uh lead over to centurion buddy i really appreciate your insight tonight uh great commentary where can everybody uh follow you at yeah, guys, great show tonight. Um, totally had a great time. Thank you to everybody out there in the chat for tuning in, listening, and giving feedback here in the chat. Uh, for those interested in wanting to find me, you can find me at Centurion1307. You can locate me on Twitter, Xbox Live, and, of course, YouTube. You can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast. And shameless plug real quick, I'm getting ready to release a video on Atomic uh, atomic heart i keep wanting to call it something else i don't know why but atomic heart i mean has anybody else seen this game anybody here check this game out oh yeah, yeah i'm using bioshock vibes oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah so yeah now um again I, I told invader um i don't try to do stuff like this i even consulted invader when i realized what this thing was gonna turn into a 22 minute marathon because I was able to put a lot of stuff together. I even sat and watched a lot of interviews in Russian and had to read all the subtitles. And, I mean, this game looks really fun. I've got a lot of story. I've got definitely some good good ideas on what gameplay and everything is going to be like. But then I also couldn't believe the, the development of this game and, and some of the trials and tribulations that this game has gone through. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you had shown me, uh, you know, some clips. I know you were talking about it to me for a while now. I'm excited for the title Centurion. Uh, Atomic Heart, I've spoken about on the show for a while now. It's a title that excites me. It looks like something refreshing that the game industry could really use. I mean, like Shockley said, it does give Bioshock vibes, but at the same time, I don't know. There's just like it just generally feels like uh, very fresh to me. Oh, I, I'm just really so we, really excited. We've got Bioshock vibes, definitely. Uh, there's definitely, obviously, you know, not to go into it or hog the the end of the show, but we've got quick time events. So we've got like almost Doom style uh, melee combat, where you know if you get too close to an enemy, you got to kind of button smash to get out of it, or you finish them off and do some button smashing to do the finisher move or whatnot. Um, but definitely, um, I want to say at least with Bioshock, Bioshock was a heavy emphasis on your powers and gunplay. I'm not too sure this is what it's going to be, uh, at least very early in the game. I think early in the game, it's going to be mostly melee combat and sneaking around. 
Um, and it's almost like I've heard um, some some of the people that I've listened to almost compared the combat to Souls purely because, I mean, you just can't go in and just swing, you know, knock a few things down. I mean, you actually got to kind of hit them with the object that you have, take a step back and block or whatever. There's actually more like a strategy to fighting because they just don't go down very easily from what I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll, hey, guys, uh, definitely keep your eyes peeled out for Centurion's video. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I I get excited about talking about new, refreshing games. You know, I could Mm -hmm. talk about all the bad stuff all day long, but new games are fun. All right, we'll dedicate a show just to the bad stuff, what uh, Centurion considers uh, shit, so uh, just so everybody knows that. Oh, God. No, no, no. that's why I just never, like, the whole co-op thing with Halo, for me, it's like, yeah, it sucks, yeah, it doesn't look great, but is it going to deter me from playing the game and having fun? No. Yeah, no, totally, totally. But, uh, you know, thanks, uh, everybody. Keep your eyes peeled out for Centurion's next video. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. Um, gotta say, really, really uh, fantastic commentary tonight. Love your, uh, you know, your thoughts on all these different gaming matters. Uh, where can everybody in the chat and uh, listening in follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter. Easy Shock on Xbox Live, but... Yep, it's going to be definitely next, uh, when's the uh, Gamescom? I think it's like in three days, so maybe, Mm -hmm. I think they're still going to wait closer to uh, launch before we, kind of like Gears 5 was, before we see more Mm -hmm. of the campaign, but it'll be cool if it drops, it'd be a great way to bounce back from (laughs) from Uh, that Friday news to uh, show us a glimpse of like, here's that campaign, and people like, oh, okay, great, well this, you know, to kind of calm some of that mm-hmm. calm some of those fears but uh hopefully we see some oh i'm not sure what's going to be in store hopefully uh maybe some stuff from crossfire x or something <laughs> that we haven't heard or seen about so mm-hmm. hopefully uh some good content this week well they said games that we uh we already know about so i mean that would be a nice title to hear from but uh in our previous uh guest uh paris he's hosting it again so Yes, yep. yeah, that's correct. Uh, look forward to seeing uh, Paris host the show. Uh, definitely uh, it does a good job with that, uh, with the hosting, um, the hosting of the shows. And uh, moving along here, MLD buddy, hey, always, always <laughs> uh, fun having you on, bud. And uh, you know, telling it like it is. I know all the uh, there's some viewers here in the chat that were praising you. Where can everybody follow you at? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, on that note, uh, I was looking at the chat myself. Nine lives, 210. You're awesome. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, ML, uh, General MLD is my uh, YouTube. At MLD Ghost is my Twitter. Um, yeah, this was this was a great show because, I mean, Halo is my favorite IP. This is uh, obviously a subject I'm very passionate about. I, yeah, I got no problems just you know telling it like it is my perspective, you know, the, the perspective of every of all the fans as a whole. Um, Overall, I am not de- my hype is not deterred one bit. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to defend him uh, here. But it, you know, I mean, it happened, right? But I still cannot wait to play Halo Infinite when it comes out. Uh, I'm I'm there for the campaign. I'll be there for the multiplayer. And when co-op comes out, I'll play that too. And even when Forge comes out, I'll mess around with that and and see if uh, see if it's worth uh, you know digging deeper. So. Overall, and even uh, even uh, going back uh, before, 12 minutes. Like, guys, check it out. 
I mean, Game Pass is full of great indie games. You may not have uh, noticed, but there's definitely like 12 minutes. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of gems there if you just uh, you know just take the time to look. So yeah, it was a great show, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well said, brother. And to round things off, this is Invader, and you can find my content over on YouTube mm-hmm. at Invader Gaming. I gotta say again, fantastic show. I thought it was a really well-rounded good talk again i'm a passionate halo fan as well and uh yeah you know i mean you know sometimes you just call things as it is you uh when you really love an ip you want to see it do well you know you really speak your heart and i think everyone here on the panel certainly did uh but you know saying that for next week's show we look forward to seeing you here next sunday for our interview with 12 minutes game director luis antonio I think it's going to be fantastic, but, uh, you know, wait and see. We're just really excited to have him on. But uh, on that note, guys. Are you going to secretly ever tell us that you also got William Defoe? <laughs> Dude, how I was going to surprise you guys with the entire cast on the show. <laughs> oh my god why stop at willem as dafoe matter, as a matter of fact we're doing via live satellite from gamescom tickets are in the mail <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man god. that would be something that would be really something since you're in but uh oh yeah no i'll save dude a- i'm sorry i would be just enamored with being able to talk to him like so tell me what is a day in the life of william defoe like like i want to know can you even walk into a starbucks without someone bothering you <laughs> yeah and then at the end of the show Will- willem defoe asked for your autograph oh god yeah right <laughs> yeah like, can you sign it fanboy are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah well hey you never know buddy you never know uh that internet fame don't let it all go to your head but um yeah guys i think on that note uh, we're gonna call it a night uh but yeah we look forward to seeing you here next week have a good one fellas see ya